lies to us and says, you can have everything you want. No, you can't. You have to make a choice because you have to decide in advance what you want because you can't have everything. And so if you want to live a crazy happy life, if you want your life to have all of the fulfillment and all the joy that God created you to have, choices need to be made. You can't have everything. You can't. And Paul tells us this. The world gives you endless options, all offering something good, it seems. Every path is open to you. Just jump in. Be whoever you want. Pick the path that will make you wealthy and happy. Sounds great, but there's a reality that's being buried. Pastor Daniel will talk with you today about the fact that you can't be everything, and you do need to decide who you'll be. But the choice is made simpler when you decide to follow Jesus' plan. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Galatians chapter 5 as he begins his message, Your Crazy Happy Choice. So isn't it kind of intense when you think about how profound one choice can be? It causes some of us to just kind of get stuck not wanting to make any choices because you realize that there is so much power that is contained within one choice. What's going to happen? Me and my bride Lynn were just talking about this recently about what a powerful step, the step of marriage can be. Because really when you get married, really what you're saying is you're saying, I'm committing my life to this person and nobody else for the rest of time. And as a couple comes together and gets married, obviously, nobody knows what the future is going to hold, right? Like, what decisions is my spouse going to make? We just don't know. And unfortunately, many of us have been in that situation where, you know, the person who you committed your life to had other decisions that they made along the way that made things impossible, right? There's so much power in this one choice. There's an old story. I've heard it told a million different ways, almost always the same. Because you don't know what certain things mean. There was a guy and, you know, he had a horse, you know, and then the horse, you know, ran away. And one of the neighbors was like, oh, man, such a bummer about that horse. He's like, well, we'll see. A couple days later, that horse comes back, found another horse. Brought two horses, came back. Neighbor's like, man, super exciting. You got a second horse. Well, we'll see. Right? And then the son decides he's going to take the new horse out for a little ride and he breaks his leg and the guy comes back and neighbor comes and says, so sad about your son's leg. He says, well, we'll see. And then like the next day, a war breaks out and all the guys get drafted except for the son who's got a broken leg. And the story goes on and on and on, you know what I mean? And, and I bring this up because one choice changes your entire trajectory of your life. And if you look at all of the pivotal moments in your life, you had to make a choice and the problem with that choice is you just don't know where it's going to go. I remember very, very, like, like I can go there in my heart when 
things were starting to happen and Pastor Bill Ritchie, our founding pastor, and I were talking about me coming to Crossroads. And I'd been church planning in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I remember as we started talking about it, me and Lynn were praying, like, are we supposed to do this? What is God's will? And I remember it hit a point where, you know, I, I felt like me and Lynn were talking about it. And really what we had decided to do, and you married couples, this is a, a good little tool, is that when you have a big decision make, to make, you each seek the Lord on it. And then you kind of come together and see what the Lord is speaking. You know, so it's like sometimes we have a tendency to decide this together. Actually, sometimes it's really good just to, the husband seeks the Lord, the wife seeks the Lord, and then you come back and say, hey, we'll come back in five days and we'll see what, what we sense the Lord is doing. And as Lynn and I got back together, I remember I said to her, I said, you know what the problem is? And she's like, oh, this, I never like it when your conversation begins with, you know what the problem is? I'm like, the problem is, is if we don't go, I'll always wonder what happened if we did go. Right? It was like, 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 like what, would, what, what, what is God going to do? You know, and I realized that if, if had we come or had we not come, you know, God would have done a work, you know, but it's like, what happens if I make that choice? And I bring this up because, you know, we're doing this series called Crazy Happy, right? And just to throw the gauntlet down in like the middle of, of, the, of, the, of, of our family of faith, in the end of the day, your happiness is based on your choices, it's based on your choices. You, we choose our happiness or not. Now, I say that because we all know this intuitively, but we have a tendency to think that when things go and I am happy, you know what I mean? When things go well, I praise God. And when I'm not happy, I, I blame somebody. But at every turn, happiness is a choice that we make. It's a choice to choose Jesus. It's a choice for us to trust Jesus in doing things that we wouldn't do on our own. If you look at the things that are making you incredibly unhappy right now, I'm pretty sure that in, on some level you have a choice to make it. Now, I'm not saying you have a choice to make for everything, but even when the things you don't have choices on, you don't have control over, how you choose to deal with the fact that you don't have control is still a choice that you get to make. And so we land on this reality that God's purposes in our lives and God's plan for our lives are actually found in the choices we make. And according to the Bible, one of the things that God is always asking is that we choose Jesus, we choose God, we choose God's glory instead of some other thing. And so when you realize that God has entrusted to you your choices, he wants you to choose wisely on the journey of life. And so in my book that just came out, Crazy Happy, I take the Beatitudes and the Fruit of the Spirit and we put them together. Now, I didn't want to just teach the book because that would have been boring, you know? I want, I want to teach you what the scriptures say. And so today we're going to be pivoting. We had been looking at the Beatitudes over the first half of this series together. And now we're going to be moving and we're going to be focusing on the fruit of the Spirit as part of the second half of this series. And obviously the book's got all different things that we're talking about in it. But Really what you realize is that in order to bear fruit, there's a crazy happy choice that you got to make. And so let's explore it together. Open your Bibles, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5, we're going to take verses 16 to 26 together. Galatians chapter 5. So if you brought your Bible with you, crack that baby open. Paul's letter to the Galatians. It's a little bit left of center in your New Testament. It's Paul's 
you know, it's at the beginning of Paul's shorter letters. You know, you have the, the Gospels and you have the Acts of the Apostles. Then you have Paul's longer letters, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Then you get into his shorter letters and you have the book of Galatians. So it's between Ephesians and 2nd Corinthians. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, you got a phone. Open up your phone. Go to your favorite browser window, Bible app. Type in Galatians 5, 16 to 26. We want you to be able to read along because I always say, at best, we hear God's word, not the opinions of the pastor. Can I get an Amen. Amen. We live in, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but only one opinion is the right opinion, and that's God's word. Can I get an amen? Amen. So we'll stick with the word of God, and we'll dispense with all the opinions. Amen. Okay. I said, I had you all say amen so many times. Amen. No, I'm just going to say it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look what it says. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now paul begins this section saying exactly what i just told you and it's simply this my friends the choice is yours we are each given these two options. We either walk in the spirit or we pursue walk to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the choice is yours. Only you choose in which spirit you're going to walk. Now, when I say the choice is yours, because I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer, I'm a child of the 80s, you know, and the 90s, I just think of that great hip hop song by the black sheep, right? You can get with this or you can get with that. And it's not about what we're talking about here, but the idea is, is there's a choice to make. And each one of us in every single step of our lives has to make a decision. Are you going to pursue walking in the spirit or are you gonna pursue not walking in the spirit, which the Apostle Paul calls the lust of the flesh, the passions and desires of the flesh. Now, let me define some terms here because oftentimes when we think of flesh, we have a tendency to think of skin. And that word sarx in the Greek language, it does mean human skin. But when the Apostle Paul grabbed this word and brought it into the scriptures, he's talking about a life that is lived outside of the grace of God. What it means to be in rebellion against God. It really, what it's talking about is it's talking about you and I, apart from the grace of God, the decisions we make. And he calls that flesh. It's what, our, what, our, what is our core brokenness or sinfulness of our nature. So really what you have is that for every single person, no matter where you are on your faith journey, you are either walking in the Spirit, your life is being enlivened by the Spirit of God, and you are choosing to make decisions every single day that leans into life in the Spirit. And if you're not doing that, then in some way you are choosing to fulfill the desires and the passions of that part of you that is the worst part of you, the part of you that alienates you from the life of God and from being the truest version of yourself. Because those two things go together. A person is never the truest version of themselves unless they walk in the spirit of God. And so right away, each one of us realizes that the crazy happy life of finding our identity in Jesus and being rooted in Jesus that comes down to the choice to say, I am not going to fulfill the desires of my 
brokenness and rebellion against God, but instead I'm gonna seek to walk in the spirit. And I'm here to tell you, and you know this, this is an everyday endeavor, isn't it? It's a decision we make one time, but you have to make it every day. Like, let me give you an example, you know, like, so as a church family, we're gonna be moving into this time of prayer and fasting. And, and I always say that one of the gifts I have as a leader is I can't do, I can't ask you to do anything that I won't do first. Because I just think it's poor leadership. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'm going to ask you to do something that I won't do, then I shouldn't ask you to do it, right? So for me, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not doing this, to, I lost my reward anyway, but like I started fasting before everyone's fasting. Because I'm like, I'm not going to ask you not to do it. And so sure enough, I haven't been having any sugar. That means no Twinkies, no donuts, right? And so sure enough, so me and Lynn had to drive and our Annabelle, we bring Annabelle with us and Annabelle's seven. Annabelle's like, donut? She doesn't even ask, she just says donut. We know exactly what she means, right? So sure enough, I, Lynn's like, oh, definitely get a donut. And I look over at Lynn. I, actually, I didn't look at her. I, I, I kind of stared at her. Because you know what it's like when you're not eating donuts and the donut comes in the car. That's called eating, like, you know? And so sure enough, like we get up to the, the drive-through window and I'm like, and I'm like, you better order this. And she orders one donut. And like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, I felt like I was like just holding on to the steering wheel. <laughs> like, just like, don't eat a donut right now. And so sure enough, they get the donut. And I made it through the moment. Praise the Lord. I'm still mad about it. I don't clap. I want the donut. You know what I mean? But in that moment, it's like, you know, when you're like, look, I'm going to set myself apart for you, Lord. I'm not going to do that, Lord. But in the moment, when she got in that Krispy Kreme Oreo crumbled donut, it smelled so good. And I didn't eat it. It was horrible. You know what I mean? I actually asked if I could smell it. I took a bit. I didn't think that that was sinning against the Lord. You know what I mean? But I took a big whiff of it and I gave it back, you know, and, and like... But I had to make the decision in the moment. And you guys know what this is like. But this is the choice that we have to make. And, and I, I was thinking about this because, you know, earlier in 2020 when we were in quarantine, I was talking with Luke Stillinger, our executive pastor of operations, and Gabe Moreno, our executive pastor of ministries. And we were just talking about things we were learning. And one of the things I said that I was learning, I learned it from working out with my son Obadiah because, you know, Obadiah became my workout buddy. And me and Obadiah, we started working out and we started talking about it together. And I remember we were watching on YouTube some of the strongest man competitions. You know, these dudes who are deadlifting like a thousand pounds. And Obadiah just looks at it. He's like, you know what the thing is though, dad? Like in order to deadlift a thousand pounds, like these guys are enormous. Like they're houses to be able to lift that much. And I said to Obadiah, and I, when I said that, I'm like, this is, I need to know this. It's like, you have to decide in advance what you want because you can't have everything. And I said it to Obadiah because I'm like, if you want to deadlift 1,000 pounds, then you're going to need to have 300 pounds on your frame. Like no 150-pound ripped guy can deadlift 1,000 pounds. Their legs will snap. You know what I mean? And in the same way, it's like if you want to be you're all like, you know, super ripped and, or, or whatever, then there's a way that you eat. There's a way that you work out because you can't have everything. And our culture lies to us and says, you can have everything you want. No, you can't. You have to make a choice because you have to decide in advance what you want because you can't have everything. And so if you want to live a crazy happy life, if you want your life to have all of the fulfillment and all the joy that God created you to have, 
Choices need to be made. You can't have everything. You can't. And Paul tells us this. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why? Verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do what you wish. See, if you want a Spirit-filled life, you can't walk in the lust of the flesh. And if you want a life that is filled with the lust of the flesh, then you can't walk in the Spirit because they're contrary to one another. They are against one another. And when you're trying to do that, you will not do the things that you wish. So a choice needs to get made. But then Paul tells us that if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. And he's saying, really what he's saying is that when you choose to walk in the Spirit, now all of a sudden you're free. There's a freedom that comes. And if you're here today, and I hope that you are, and you're saying, I want freedom. I want to be free in Christ. I want to be free to enjoy God. I want to be free to live and enjoy the life that God has given me. It is only found by walking in the Spirit. I've never met somebody who's walking in the lust of the flesh who is really happy. Now, don't get me wrong. Sin is pleasurable for a season. What that means is that you know, when someone, I was just talking to my kids about this, you know, because of my background. They're like, well, you know, like, like, is it fun to do drugs? You know, and I'm like, well, if you're disposed to do that kind of thing, it feels fun once. If you don't overdose. And I dropped that thing in there because I don't want to make sure, like, let's keep this on the level. I'm like, but it's never really fun. It's not fun. And anyone who's been there knows it's not fun. Why? Because... The choices we make lead to our happiness. Joshua teaches us this in a powerful way. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. He says, now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, Joshua's saying they just walked into the promised land. God has given them this land. They're finally standing there. And he's like, okay, now you got to make a choice. Are you going to follow the different deities that we saw in the other, or are we going to follow the Lord? And he's like, and if, it, if you want to follow the other things, then follow them. But I made the decision we're going to serve the Lord. And I think for all of us, we live in a day and age where so much of contemporary Jesus culture, and I mean that as like the style of Christianity, a lot of it is just a lot of fence sitting. And I'll be honest, I've been there. I remember when I was a young believer, I was still struggling with all these lusts of the flesh. And I remember I was, spent, I was trying to enjoy Jesus and I was trying to enjoy all this stuff. And then I had this amazing realization. Did you ever see the top of a fence that looked like a good place to sit down? No, right? It's like some have barbed wire on it, normally have like those little spikies. Why? Because you're not supposed to sit on the fence. It's uncomfortable to sit on the fence. The fence is designed to you're either in or you're out. And in the exact same way, for some of you right now, you know enough of Jesus that you can't enjoy the lust of the flesh anymore. 
And you know enough of the lust of the flesh that you can't enjoy Jesus either. And my friends, today's the day to make the choice. I'm here to tell you, if you choose the lust of the flesh, you will never be happy, ever. You will constantly have to find the next thing. And I can tell you not as this is just a theology, I've been there. There was never enough drugs. You know, there was never enough to be able to fulfill the deepest longings of the way that you were created by God. It's not possible. And you can try and you can try over and over and over again. You're never going to get there. The only way to find true fulfillment, true satisfaction, true happiness is to walk in the Spirit. And if you're here today and you're on the fence, you need to get off the fence. You're going to get hurt sitting on the fence. It's not designed to be sat upon. It's designed to give a a line of demarcation. And so, listen, your happiness is your choice, but you have to choose wisely. And Joshua makes it, he's like, look, if if Joshua's here today, he said, listen, you got to choose. If you want to worship the gods of this age, the gods of power, sensuality, the gods of being narcoticized by entertainment, drugs, the false hope of security. If you want to serve those gods, then serve them. But if you want to serve the Lord, then fear him and serve him. And isn't that a challenging word? Like, like nobody likes hearing that. But in the end of the day, what I love about the Bible is the Bible isn't as concerned about making us feel comfortable. The Bible is concerned about causing us to be provoked to change directions when we're off base. And I'll be honest with you. If you make the right choice, it changes everything, doesn't it? Now, I want to say this before I leave this point, and I know I could really spend time here. I want to talk to those of you who right now, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you're like, yeah, this is me. What you are feeling right now is because you have habits that along the way you picked up to try and make you feel happy. That's not really making you happy, but because it's a habit, you keep doing it, right? What I want to tell you is that if you trust Jesus and you take the step of faith away from the the pseudo-savior, the cheap substitute, the echo of what you're really wanting, and you choose Jesus, it will be hard, but it will be fruitful, It will not be comfortable because it's not comfortable having to change something that you've gotten used to. But real transformation happens when the pain of change is more, you want it more than the pain of staying the same. What I can tell you as someone who has been there and done that, that it is a step of faith, but if you keep taking the steps of faith, it will land you right where you want to be. I remember for me, I was such a drug addict, and I was playing music as a career, and I remember I only knew how to play a gig all hammered. And I literally, when it was time to get clean, I'm like, I don't know that I can do this. Like, like, like I don't even know if I can play straight. And I remember I was like, I was racked with anxiety about this. And I'm not really like an anxious kind of a person, right? And I remember just being like, it's not possible. Only to realize when I started to trust the Lord that it is not only entirely possible, I never realized how much better I could be. Jesus is 
There's a choice to make in your walk with Jesus, and Pastor Daniel encouraged you, or rather urged you, to make that choice today. What was it? Decide if you're going to follow Jesus or the world. That's it. But it's not easy, is it? Pastor Daniel told you how scary it can be to trust Jesus when you can't see the outcome, but how rewarding it is when you actually step forward in faith. If you're willing to give all of you to the Lord, you'll discover some amazing things. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel, and I want to be honest with you for a moment. Life is messy, and the hard reality is, if it isn't messy for you now, it will be, and it probably has been in the past. Did you know that you can still thrive in tough times? It's true, but only through the power of Jesus. That's the purpose behind my book, Honestly. I want you to know how to keep living your best life in Jesus, no matter the circumstances. You can find out more about it and get your own copy at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Hey, I wanted to remind you that each day on Facebook, Pastor Daniel shares a simple two-minute message. In this message, Pastor Daniel draws out an important biblical truth that really helps set your day on the right path. So be sure to follow Pastor Daniel Fusco on Facebook and share these two-minute messages with your friends and family. Make sure to tune in again when Pastor Daniel will talk more about this choice you get to make. It's not always easy to follow Jesus, and there will be plenty of failures from your past the enemy will try to throw in your face. Each day, though, you'll have the choice to remember grace and forget what Jesus has forgotten. Pick your path today and make it one where you have the Savior on your side. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called Crazy Happy. Please glance at the clock right now. Make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.